All right, everybody. Um, just published um, my roundtable chat from this morning with my brother, my dad, and Sasha, which we uh, we covered a lot of topics. But I thought I'd circle back with you and give you some breaking news in the world of baseball, no less. This is the So Baseball podcast, so let's talk about some things. Um, I just as we hung up on our call, I saw a headline on MLBTradeRumors.com that says MLB expected to make a core economics proposal to MLBPA, that's the players union, within two weeks. So whoever is leaking this out to Jeff Passan or Evan Drellich of The Athletic, somebody wants to get it out there that within the next two weeks, the league, the owners are going to make a proposal to end the lockout. So that's good news, I suppose. Um, we have to remember that most of the time things are being leaked to these press guys, the Jeff Passons of the world, um, because they they want them out there. So if this is coming from the owners, which it has to be, then the owners are probably trying to get out in front of the PR war, so to speak, and say like, okay, the owners are going to, in good faith, puts, put forth some sort of offer. They're not stonewalling. So so take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Um, January 21st would, uh, would be the day that they would have to get this done. So anyway, with, um, with spring training scheduled to start February 26th, that is, um, you know, a month and a half away, basically. So is if this doesn't get done in the next three weeks, I'd say you're going to start pushing back spring training, shortening spring training. And if you go any further than that, then you're talking about actually missing some games in the real regular season. So we don't want that. So um, anyway, but that's kind of good news uh, that the two sides are at least talking or expecting to start negotiations again. Um, the Some other things I... <laughs> that I had on my list to cover that we didn't cover. I know I gave my big pitch for uh, everybody to start watching Lee Dome. And I have to reiterate that because it's the final stretch. um, And the games are actually all week and uh, they're on the MLB.tv website. So if you have even a subscription from last year that's still active because, you know, you pay by the year, you can watch these games. Um, Fernando Tatis has said that he will come back and play for Estrellas if they get through the final, which Estrellas are currently tied with Lisey in the standings. And they are playing today, actually, in Santo Domingo. And Estrellas are up 9-1 to one in the top of the fifth inning as we record over Lisey. So that's a bad sign. <laughs> For my guys, Lisey. I guess I should be an Estrellas fan because Tatis is an Estrellas guy. But um, as we know, I met my friend Antonio at a Yankees game a couple years back. And he explained the whole Dominican League to me. And he's a Lisey guy. So he told me I had to be a Lisey guy. So I came home, watched that entire winter season. I think that was the year that uh, Aguilas did really well. Or... um, Maybe that was the year that Toros did really well. But anyway, point being, I'm 
I'm down with Lise. They're they're like the Yankees of the Dominican League. They're the oldest club. They're the winningest club. But maybe I should give a little love to Estrellas just because um, they're from San Pedro de Macorís, which is like the baseball capital, like of of Santo Domingo. That's where like so many star players c- have come out of. But uh, it'll be nice to see if they can make it. First place in the league is like pretty much wrapped up by Gigantes, so. Nobody's catching them. So it's a it's a two-way battle for that last spot. And, you know, it's kind of a win-win because either Lise gets in, and I'm happy for that, or if Estrellas get in, we get to see Tatis play some Dominican winter ball. So um, lastly, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, UCLA basketball. Uh, I didn't get to bring that up in today's pod, but uh, UCLA basketball... Uh, as everyone knows, had like a three-week layoff due to COVID. They were one of the first teams to really get hit hard by the by the new COVID variant. So they all came down with it, and um, they had to cancel a bunch of games, re- make up a bunch of games, or reschedule a bunch of games. Then um, the, the rescheduled games ended up getting canceled. So they ha- ended up having to play to an empty arena against the long against Long Beach State uh, kind of a meaningless game I mean it would have sucked if they had lost it just for their for their overall ranking but it was kind of a meaningless game against um, meaningless game against the beach but you uh, said they won anyway and then finally we got to go back to conference play uh, our Bruins took on the Cal Bears, who were not too highly ranked, but they gave they put up a good fight, and they kept it within ten most of the game. UCLA ended up winning like sixty to fifty-two. So Cal were not terrible. They 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 were basically trying to just go like as slow as possible to keep to keep the possessions down, try and shorten the game, and see what they could do to kind of get some shots to fall and maybe get some luck against UCLA and for parts of the game it really worked but UCLA like like one of the announcers said like UCLA has a huge margin for error they can they can have a lot of things go wrong a few shooters be really cold and still win because they have so many weapons so Tiger Campbell was just on fire as he was against the beach he's he's really coming into his own as a as a shooter as a leader and his point guard skills are are already something everyone knows about. So, so we've got like so many weapons on UCLA. Um, they've moved up in the rankings to number three nationwide, behind Baylor and Gonzaga. As we remember, Gonzaga beat us handily, and USC, the the hated USC, are up to fifth, and Arizona, who we neither hate nor love, are up to sixth. So we've got three. Pac-12 teams packed into the top six. This is unheard of. Um, looking down the rest of the top ten, Duke is the other big story, falling falling six spots after that upset loss at home in Cameron to Miami. It was uh, overtime loss. It was just incredible. Um, I think it was an overtime loss. I, maybe I'm misremembering, but. I, it was a loss anyway, and it was only by a point or two. So that was, and Duke actually had a last minute 
shot at the buzzer that went off the rim. So they they could have won it at the buzzer. So that was a really exciting match. So college basketball, we're getting into conference play. Pay attention to my Bruins. This week, I believe they they play the Oregon teams. Yeah, they play home to Oregon and home to Oregon State. That's the Thursday Saturday thing that they do in the Pac-12. So um, the Oregon teams are coming down south and barring any more COVID setbacks, uh, the Bruins will be in, in action on Thursday and Saturday. And while I have you. We also didn't talk about today's pod. Uh, We didn't talk about NBA, which is really kind of heating up. It's it's uh, the big story is that Clay Thompson is back for the Warriors. So everybody is afraid because they're already in first place and they're they're, you know, hitting on all cylinders. But now getting Clay back, it's just preposterous. And the other team that just looks incredibly strong right now is the Memphis Grizzlies. They have won nine straight. They handled the Lakers last night, even though the Lakers clawed back to kind of make it close. LeBron was trying to do it all himself. He couldn't. Well, the Lakers have been on a bit of a tear as of late, but they were not playing a team as good as Memphis Grizzlies. So John Morant and his squad came into town and told the Lakers, yeah, you are a bubble team at best. And I don't mean bubble... Uh, the 2020 playoffs bubble. I mean, they're on the bubble of making the playoffs. And I think at the moment, uh, they're on the outside looking in. Uh, They're going to have to play in the play-in tournament, uh, being seventh in the conference right now. So uh, the Lakers have some work to do. They will be getting AD back at some point. We we don't know when, but um, the Lakers, yeah, they're mediocre. They're a 500 team, basically, 21 and 20. And the Warriors and Phoenix Suns are the elite of the Western Conference. And Memphis is trying to make a a name for themselves and jump into that upper echelon. So we shall see. And then the uh, Eastern Conference, I mean, kind of who cares? Brooklyn's in there. Chicago's really good. Miami's really good. The, The real story is the Atlanta Hawks, who are just terrible this year. They had such a great team last year. And now they've really crapped the bed. So um, pick it up, Hawks, or you are going to find your season over very soon. Uh, And that's your NBA wrap-up. I know you like when I talk about the cricket, so let's talk about the cricket. The uh, England has just been embarrassed in Australia. It's something that no one even wants to talk about. Uh, the Ashes are long since over. They were over, as someone said, in the first 10 days of the Ashes, which is strangely true. So so England are toast. Um, they, they did manage to draw... Um, they did manage to draw the fourth test. So that's... I mean, that's something. At least they're not going to be fully whitewashed 5-0 in Australia. So good on them that's that's a step in the right direction anyway so i just wanted to um cover all these kind of random sports for you all because we were so rushed in today's pod that's so baseball